Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. One, two, one, two. We are back. Another edition of the Garge Grill Boxing. Garge Grill Boxing podcast every Tuesday night, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, and uh, waiting up for uh, my man Coltrane to get on the line, and, yo, yo, are you there? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what yeah, happened, man. Yeah, I, I had to start thing. the recording, that's why yeah. I had to call right, through on cool, the Cool, cool. <laughs> um, we're good? So, uh, yeah, man, so, yeah, yeah, we're good, man, but before, right. uh, now that we're actually recording, <laughs> yeah. um, this episode really should be called Bars, because... Um, it's about to get pop on and popping as far as uh, <laughs> some of the subjects we're going to be speaking on tonight. Yeah. But, uh, yo, man, um, lots to talk about tonight uh, as it pertains to a fight that was supposed to happen this weekend that right. is not happening this weekend. And, uh, thankfully, we still have uh, a pretty big triple header, which is going to be the part of the focus tonight. Uh, you know, three very interesting fights uh, that is, I think you would agree that it is really going to draw the landscape of 154 pounds right. um, no. leading into the mm-hmm. end of the year. You know what I mean? Right, um, right, right. You know, so, uh, yeah, man, lots to talk about. There wasn't really any big fights uh, going on this past weekend, uh, though, uh, you know, I, I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because between – me, you, ride or die, and then even <laughs> yeah. in my little circle here, this whole Mayweather, Conor McGregor situation. Oh, I don't want to spend too much yeah. time on it because, <laughs> again, right. it's like it's dealing with the circus show, which I think the whole thing really is. You know, obviously we got to, as our listeners know and, and hear about things that go on in social media and see things, you know, we got to report it too. And look, man, I think we're all in agreement. This is shenanigans. This is, no uh, about it. It just, you know what I mean? I, now, you know, there, there were points made um, from some people about, you know, in the past, things like Muhammad Ali and Antonio Noki in, in Japan when they did this little wrestling thing. But ironically, that Bob Aaron promoted <laughs> – but uh, it, it, it was what's called in the wrestling world a work. You know, it, it right, was, uh, right. you know, choreographed and whatever. But, again, man. Totally is, different. A, 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 apple, apples and uh, tomatoes. <laughs> tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally um, different. You know what I mean? But I think you would agree that this is um, somebody trying to uh, – I, whether you well, want to call it piggybacking or whether you want to call it just trying to be in the limelight. Keep staying, remaining relevant. Um, remaining relevant, relevant. right. And troll. So, and, and we're talking about one. Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Floyd is the ultimate troll. You know, Floyd is the guy that when the article is posted on ESPN.com, 
you know, he'll put like an out, outlandish comment just to get a bunch of people to reply to it. I mean, this right. is what, I mean, let's think about it for a second. You know, he made his bones and he made his career basically trolling people, basically. You know, he created a persona. This is what, his, this is his stick. Yeah, I mean, great as, a, great as of a fighter as he is, Floyd Mayweather would be Parnell Whitaker, basically just known as a great fighter if he didn't create this persona. You know, right. people don't buy tickets to see him slip punches and uh, and be agile in the ring. They pay tickets to see him lose because, you know, he created this stick. And this is nothing more than a stick. Floyd is realizing real quick that you're only as good as your last, as I like to say, your last post on social media. We live in a we live in a literally in a social media society. It's not even microwave anymore. I mean, it's <laughs> a constant. We today was the NBA draft. Oh, Kimmy Matumbo well, beat the lottery, number yeah. one pick before it even came out. I mean, uh, the lottery. Who, you know, the, the did they announce that? Who got the number one pick? Yeah, the Sixers actually got it. You know, probably wow. the Sixers. Probably but here's, y'all, I, don't, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you heard, but Dikembe Mutombo leaked the number one pick before it was even released. We knew Earl oh, Doc. Word. Yeah, Doc sends a text out. Apparently, they have like this uh, this meeting with all the like the NBA execs. Mm-hmm. So he must have been there. You know, at this particular meeting, or knew somebody that was there, and he deleted the, the text. And you know, like they say, once it once it's out in cyber world, it never leaves. So that being said, coming back to the whole Mayweather thing is that Floyd sounds out really quick. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like once you ret- once you say the word retired, nobody's going to sit around, sit around and marvel about you. Now people marvel about the Muhammad Ali's, the Mike Tyson's, because these were iconical figures. There's a difference between icon and being a being a superstar. It's two totally different uh, differences. Uh, yeah, Floyd I totally agree. It's not an iconical figure where people are going to sit around and have reminisce over Floyd. Now, we may reminisce as boxing fans and things of that nature, but other than that, once you retire, nobody cares, and you're only relevant because you're a boxer. Once you become a retired athlete, nobody mm-hmm. cares. And, he, and he, him, like any other athlete, he found, it, he found that out, and every fight he's at, you know, he's throwing shade on another fighter because this is a guy that's still thinking like a fighter. When you're a promoter, you're very diplomatic. You know, you don't never side with anybody because you're a promoter because you never know who you may sign. And I know he got a promotion company going and all that, but he's still in fighter mindset. And this McGregor thing is the ultimate troll to keep his name relevant. It even made it, you know, once it made it to the Blossom websites, but, you know, at first, Roberto, it was just like on the TMZs, the dead spans of the world. But once he made it to boxing scene, I'm like, wow, like this he what he did worked. You know, he he's keeping his name relevant. But we all know what the bait the bait and switch is gonna come and he's gonna announce who he's fighting. So by that point, he's already drawn you know, kept the buzz going, so he can now like, you know, it was an idea that we thought about, but my heart is in boxing, this is where I belong and we're gonna fight fighter XYZ, whoever that may be, and that's how I think it's gonna mm-hmm. end. You know, but, you know, these guys, they love the limelight, long story short. Right, and I think, too, I mean, Floyd's been at this – he's been at the helm for long, for long enough to, to know how to work the market and know what, and, and know what buttons to push. And, and that's why I think, I think for me, it was seeing that the, the whole situation unfold, I'm knowing 
beforehand that Conor McGregor has a UFC contract. You know what I'm saying? And right. it's that's why boxing is almost it's the only sport again where it's like a bunch of independent contractors that work together with a medium that will present the product to to the masses. You know, like that's mm-hmm. pretty much boxing in a nutshell. Where with the UFC, it's it's structured. All the fighters are con- con- contracted to the organization. So, like, if that were to happen, and they have, like, a lead. Just they have like a lead. Right, right. Right, mm-hmm. man. Like, he's, like, in breach of contract or Dana White's going to want a lot of money. It's just people people sometimes uh, – and, and, again, this is why I think part of the uh, – I, I want to say as far as, the, like, this week's show should be kind of like, um, you know – Recipes for disaster. <laughs> when, we, when you think about situations like this, where you you, you get put, you you get put um, in the limelight, where now now you're you're fishing for opponents, where where you you're putting fillers. Like I hit you up, this is a filler for um, you know the, the other subject we're going to talk about. But with social right, media, right. there's 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 situations where a fighter like Floyd Mayweather who understands what he's doing like he he it's kind of like a hook and fish and and i'll tell you this if there was a situation where we all clamored for it everybody would have been they, you, you tell me they wouldn't have pulled the trigger on it of course they would have right, been. exactly right right so i i think the boxing fans i think even ufc fans that i know of they they are like that's ridiculous because they MMA fans, just like boxing fans, understand each other's sports. You know, like right. contrary, I guess the you know the belief that you know whether whether you people believe it's apples and oranges. There's like a lot of respect, like on both sides, as far as the crowd. Right, the combat, uh, you know, like I was referred to right. like, as the combat community. You know, right. So yeah. I think at the same time, there's that common level of understanding that in a boxing match, Floyd would annihilate this guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah, it's yeah. not even like worth like like I mean I know we're discussing it and, and you know we got to do it for the listeners and everything, but I mean I think at the same time it's just it's ridiculous. Um, we know Floyd's gonna fight. I called it. I think Ride or Die thought like he really was done, but I'm like, come on, man! Like yeah, they, right, they're yeah. never done, man. Like who yeah. said it that you're never retired until you're in the grave? You know, right. like, it, yeah, it sounds right. crazy, but it's the truth, yeah. man. Like, how many yeah, times they all itch to come back. I mean, every, especially in boxing, boxing is such a unique uh, situation because it's the one sport where, and I know people always say, well, what do you mean by what I'm about, what I say, what I'm about to say is that it's the one sport where the celebrity, every, every other celebrity or, 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 or athlete comes to see you play. And I know people will say, well, people go watch the NBA Finals or the Super Bowl, but this is different because, those are team-oriented sports, so they're kind of watching a team play. Where in this right. situation, these people are coming specifically to watch you or the other guy in the ring. You know, so it's a unique sport. So when that goes away, i never forget Sugar Ray Leonard was on a, a radio station here. still don't know why he was on there, but they were doing like an interview with him. This was about th- three, four years ago. And they said, what is the thing? What was the, he said the most difficult thing was retiring. He said for so many years, I walk down this particular uh, 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 rain walk, I mean, in, in, in this particular, or this arena or that arena, he said, that's the one thing that I couldn't kick loose. But, you know, physically, I just couldn't do it no more. He talked about when he got knocked out by Terry Norris, 
And he knew that was it. Because this is it for me. I mean, I know he went on to do some other, you know, some, some mediocre fight, but the the, the 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 moral of the story is he was just saying that you miss the limelight, you know. And yeah. you know, walking down that ring, you know, walking out to that ring, he said, There's no feeling that there's nothing that can replace that, you know. Hearing your name being introdu- introduced and then stepping into that ring. And, you know, people talking about, you got to remember, when a fight, big-time fight happens, you kind of shut down the news. You know, that's all everybody's right. talking about. Everybody's stopping what they're doing for that particular night, having a party just to see you. It's like a Super Bowl every time you fight. So those are the things that the people miss. And when, when Floyd goes on Twitter, he goes on Instagram, and he sees, and I, I'm just using this as an example, he sees everybody talking about Adrian Broner. You know, or he may see everybody talking about Canelo Alvarez. And granted, this is a, I know people are like, well, he already beat Alvarez. It, that's not the point. The point is, he realizes that the world, the the page turn and the book, can, you know, people continue to read on, and that messes with these dudes. Like, well, we could never relate and understand how these dudes think. Like, you know, most normal people they retire, they go on to do mm-hmm. something else. But these guys, retirement is like. It's difficult for these guys, especially for a guy like Floyd who's driven by attention. He loves attention. So, you know, it's, retirement, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Um, he's a fighter. And here's another thing. We, we can already move on. Floyd doesn't know anything else. Like, some of these guys, they, they got other lives, and, you know, they've done other things. They got in the boxing league maybe, and maybe have other hobbies and interests. Those things that you see on Instagram and, and Twitter, that's a facade. Like, Floyd's been in boxing since he's been, like, three years old. Like, he, he's, he's sacrificed a lot of his childhood, you know, um, sacrificed, you know, living like a regular civilian to be a great fighter. And then I paid off dividends, but he doesn't know anything else. So it's, it's really challenging and tough for guys like that to walk away. And right, and before like we we get like we we switch off like I think that was one of the things with Floyd that I always wondered about um, when you think about when you think about other fighters like a Joe Calzaki who just forty six and zero walked away, B B Hop, Roy Jones, and walked away. Lennox Lewis right. had that last fight with Vitaly Klitschko. He's a great example a, because he was actually a big time star. He just like right, yeah, did and, it, you know. And he was the last big heavyweight star. Granted, not American, but like I mean, you could you could ask a, almost every sports fan who Lennox Lewis is, and they'll tell you, you know. And and, and obviously because you know the the Mike Tyson fight kind of crossed him over in, in the United States, and, and even the Holyfield fights, you know, not not as much as the Tyson fight, but even still, there was. Um, you know, people knew, obviously, you know, who, who he was. But I think with Floyd, I, I, I think he's a, another fighter that may, I don't know whether you it's, – it's yet to be determined whether it's fortunately, fortunately or unfortunately um, him be a fighter that continues on the fight. I mean, look, man, he's hitting 39, you know, and not everybody is B-hop um, where, you know, you can continue on the fight and you got to still think – that, you know, Bernard did lose some fights from 40 to 50. <laughs> he didn't go undefeated. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know. Man. I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, he, that's really all he knows. He, granted, man, like Floyd literally can sit back, not do a damn thing for the rest of his life, and 
he'd be okay. I mean, and, and that's how financially set the man is. And some would praise him for fighting th- that long, but then the the question becomes: What happens if he does continue to fight and he catches an L? You know, do you just write it off like, ah, oh, well, he was just old? And we did that with Roy, <laughs> and and that fight turned into another fight, turned into another fight, turned into another fight, and then it was like we look at Roy now and say, wow, man. I had this conversation with somebody else because we forget how Roy was, man. Like with, with even some of the younger fans of this era who were kind of hit that cusp in 2007 and became fans for like the last 10 years. I mean, Roy had that aura too, man. And, and, and he fell into that same predicament. And I, I hope for Floyd's sake, he doesn't, it would just stain his career if he just kept going on and on and on. Well, Tom I mean, as a way of sneaking up on you. Sneaking up on you, absolutely, man. Now, we all think he would box circles and run down in Garcia, but let's just, just say, right. hypothetically, like something goofy happens, and he gets knocked out in the fight, you know, and it will be, like, devastating, and then it's like the hindsight 2020 starts to creep in, like, but well, damn, should I have stayed retired? You know, like you said, but then you stay around. You beat Danny. Then something else is intriguing out there, like, all right, I'm going to try to go for the middleweight title, you know. See, that, that's and when it starts getting dangerous. <laughs> it starts getting dangerous. Because it not, it's not about the money. I'm not going to say it's not about the money, but at this point, you know, he's got, he done made enough money where it starts to become the ego thing, you know. Right. So, I don't know. We'll see. But as far as Conor McGregor, we're not buying into it, long story yeah, short. I'm not either. I'm that, not either. That's social media <laughs> chatter. That's, that's, that's TM. That, that stuff is media takeout. TMZ talk, allhiphop.com sports section. You know, that's that talk. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's sports writer that cover, and there's no disrespect whoever those guys are, but you you get my drift. It's like the guy that covers all the the big big com stories, you know, on some of these blogs and websites, you know. Any case, man. So I, I think really the big news this week, man, that pertains to this weekend is that we're not going to have a heavyweight title fight, which right. was going to be Deontay Wilder and Alexander Povetkin. Uh, for for Wilder, I would say more so an anticipated fight because this was really a question answer. Um, as were uh, Deontay really were where he's at. I mean, Povetkin's only lost one fight to Klitschko, to you know Vladimir Klitschko. A hard hitter was uh, found by Vada, which I think Vada, man, has been, like, catching fighters left and right from, I I, want to say, like, in the last year. Um, He was caught with meldonium, which, if you guys follow soccer, excuse me, tennis, tennis, Mm -hmm. uh, Maria Sharapova was caught with the Mm -hmm. same thing, and she's currently banned. Um, So she didn't know. She said she didn't know. Right, she didn't know. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so wow, man. I mean, this yeah. is a major blow. I mean, really. I mean, for for fans, because I mean, I I don't think there's a a hardcore fan or even some 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 of the casual fans who are following Wilder or following you know the American heavyweight champion. Um, I, you know, this is kind of a blow, man. I mean, this, this is uh, like I said, like kind of a fight where we're really gonna see where. Uh, Wilder's that, but like, see now, like I, I ask you this: Do you think Povetkin mm-hmm. even deserves the shot? 
Like, at this point, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, they're saying it's a postponement. Right. It's not canceled. I'm right. reading it right, right. now, the postponement. And they, there's apparently they're trying to they're trying to throw a lawsuit to Wilder, uh, Pavekin's people. Because Wilder, I think, is prepared to just walk away from the fight completely. And they're obviously because of the money. You know, they're like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, we're going to Well, he should walk away. Well, Wilder, I mean, my opinion is like, you know, the first, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm always like on the fence with this stuff because boxing, their drug testing has to change. But that's a whole other subject for a whole another day. We all know that guys are doing stuff that they have no business mm-hmm. doing because it's just not governorized properly. That right. being said, Wilder has the right to walk away. People, you and I know because you know we're around the sport and we know people that's in it. People don't understand how hard and difficult it is to go through a training camp. You know, these guys are away from their families. You know, um, they sacrifice their bodies, and you can't get this time back. You know, so and you you're 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 preparing for a particular fighter that now you're not fighting now. So you have to you know pretty much hit the reset button all over again. And they're kind of throwing names out there. You know, David Hay. I heard his name come up earlier. <laughs> um, some other names. So you know, so you're now you're at this, and, and not to mention. Wilder was willing to go to his backyard for this for this particular right now, yeah. He was he was already leaving. He was he was no, in London. I don't blame and, and the wanting to move Germany, Germany, you know. And I'm not a big Wilder guy. I, you know, you, everybody knows my 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 personal feelings about him as a fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's right in this particular instance. Like, you know, he should they should move on. Like, I it's not fair to, to the fighter. You know, and 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 here's the thing: people don't realize, Roberto. Fighters, it, it, it's not like how it was 20, 20, 30 years ago where it was just a fighter and, like, four other people. These guys are, like, corporate. They got, like, 10, some 20-something people sometimes working with. You got nutritionists, dietitians, uh, dietary people. Um, you got uh, health people that's involved. You got uh, strength and conditioning coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got all these people that's – that's on board with these fighters. So not only do the fighter lose out, but the people that's on board too. Like they, they this is how some of these people get paid. Like yeah. it's like it's such a domino effect that people don't realize, you know. But um, yeah, I just think he should move on. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think uh, I, I totally agree. I mean, I I think it's just a, a situation now where. For Pavekin, I mean, look, this is his opportunity as well. His second against like the the. Yeah, they've been BC. trying to give Pavekin the keys to the car for quite some time now. Uh, yeah, know? man, and and like he, you know, this is you know they they obviously dropped the ball, but um, uh, yeah, for Wilder, I mean, I had read that uh, you know there 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 was um a, a report. I mean, I don't know if anybody uh, or if you know the the audience listening knew that. Uh, Anthony Joshua signed a Showtime contract. Oh, you know, yeah. So, so you know, obviously, you know, gonna, you're going to be seeing a lot of him on Showtime, but they're talking about the possibility about him and Wilder fighting this year. I, I wouldn't lean. I would lean towards that not happening, which right. leads me to believe that Wilder's probably going to fight um, a top fifteen guy, stay busy type of fight. I mean. There's a particular guy that you can, you can let that. Now that's a fight, you know. We'll we'll be getting to this, getting here in a minute. The word of the day is marinate, and we're not talking about steaks and ribs. Um, that's <laughs> a fight. 
<laughs> that's a fight Veer that I think you can let marinate. Wilder and uh, Joshua. I don't think that needs to happen right away anyway. Yeah, I don't think so. There's no rush for that. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, uh, I mean, I guess we'll have to see uh, what what the next route is for uh, good old Deontay Wilder. I mean, I was really excited to see that fight, too, which is. uh, Yeah, because this is, like you said, this is kind of one of these situations where you kind of see what he had kind of going on. Um, Uh You know, He's been kind of lackluster, you know. He he's kind of been playing around, and you know, you want to see how seriously, you know, he's taking his craft, and you know, has he improved? You know, you want to see these guys right. improve, you know. So, um, so you know, we'll see what happens. You know, it's just a, it's a shame, it's unfortunate, you know. Um, as a boxing fan, you know, it's just it's a soap opera. You know, we deal with a lot of nonsense that people don't realize as fans, you know. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess we'll we'll see uh, what transpires. Uh, before we get to the, um, I guess the meat and potato. Well, half of the meat and potatoes of the show. Uh, there's, um, the, I I feel like this fight is gonna happen now because I mean this has been somewhat of the talk for like the past year, or or maybe like the last like seven eight months. This whole Cotto Marquez fight, I sent you the text about it. Yeah, and I, and I, I read some, more, some sleepy emojis, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I can't do that on the show, but go ahead. Hey. Yeah, yeah, man. So, um, yeah. yeah, you know, the, the story is, is that they're, they're saying that Cotto is going to announce an opponent for, um, uh, I think, I, I mean, he said that the fight in June wasn't going to happen. They couldn't find an opponent, which is, I think, like the first time Cody hasn't fought, like during the Puerto Rican Day Parade. I mean, I mean, I can't even remember when he didn't do that. But uh, they're saying that they're gonna announce an opponent, and it's funny. The article said that Fred he didn't tell Freddie Roach on purpose because Freddie like kind of like snitches to the media <laughs> a little too early. So like apparently Freddie yeah. he doesn't know either, but. The way I look at it, man, I mean, Cotto's not going to fight anybody, at least I don't think, that is not going to be somewhat of a money type of fight. And Marquez is apparently now back in training, and he's trying, he's targeting the Cotto fight. So I, I told this to, I forgot who I told this to, but I honestly think this should be both of their last fights. If it, if it were to happen, if it were to happen. And it probably I mean, won't be. That's the sad part. Well, yeah, I would say for Marquez for sure. If he, I mean, that fight happened, and I mean, I kind of would favor Cotto in that fight. But when the last time Marquez won like a big fight? Was it who did he fight after Bradley? Yeah, they, 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 they don't. Was it Pacquiao? He fought the. Did he fight Pacquiao? Oh no, no, was that, that was after. That was after. That was after. That was that, he had another. I want to say he had another fight after that. Yeah, I can't recall because I know I know he hasn't fought in a minute. Like he hasn't fought in like right. close to two years. But yeah, that's like one of those deals where there it's a a, a, a nationality type of thing where yeah. They're hoping that, you know, the fight do not strong numbers, but solid numbers just based on Mexico versus Puerto Rico and their names, you know. Right, right. And 
it's almost like a, a local event. And I think that's what he's probably banking on, a guy that really can't hurt him but so bad. And Marquez is looking at it, getting a free check out the deal. Not a free check, but, you know, a, a nice check. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what happens after that. You know, I just hope that, uh, hope, especially for Cotto's sake, that, uh, you know, he's done pretty well, right? He's invested and, you know, he has a lot of different things going on. It's not like he lives like this, this wild. No, he, he apparently, you know? like, yeah, he, he's, yeah, he's very like frugal from what I've heard. Well you know? himself, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I heard he's very frugal. He's not very loose with a dollar. So I never get these guys that just kind of just hang around just to hang around. Again, I guess it goes back to what you and I talked about. Just being a regular civilian is is hard for some of these guys. Yeah, man. Yep. That's the only conclusion that I can come up with. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we'll we'll tackle that when it gets to uh, right. If, yeah. we, if we hear anything, but you know, apparently we're supposed to hear something soon as far as Kodo's concerned. So cause we're yeah. like in May already, man. Like I, I was like talking to somebody today about it, and, and like. They were telling me about like a wedding they were going to in June, and right. I'm like, oh, okay, right. and, I'm, to me and I'm still thinking gotta, it's like April first or something. And I'm like, yo, oh, man, June's like next. Yo, month. I got a, I got an invitation for August. I said, why is somebody sending me this now? But I'm like, oh, well, we're we're halfway through May. <laughs> May. <laughs> I got an August I mean, yo, wedding invitation. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. man. It's but that stuff is listen, and 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 and, and in bo- on the box. What do we always say, Roberto? The boxing calendar is broken mm-hmm. down in like three hat, three. Uh, yeah, like we're already past that first half. Yeah, right. We're past that. So if you're not fighting in summer, then if you're not fighting in the fall, then you're fighting in 2017. Like, right, exactly. And, <laughs> you know, so whatever, man. So, but though we had a fight canceled this weekend, that was uh, going to be on Showtime as well. We still got a, a I want to say, a, a stacked triple header that uh, I'm really looking forward to, man. And No doubt. No I doubt. think I think the Erzlandi Lara, uh, the the March Rosen fight, I think that's the main event. I, for some reason, no, I thought I'm going to tell you that. It, it, it actually is. It is. Y- yeah. Because I read so an like, article. Okay. I thought I might have sent it to you guys. It was an article with uh, Charlo, bro, one of the the Charlo brother that's fighting um, Trout, that's fighting Trout. Jamal, yeah, he, yeah. Right, Jamal. He was, excuse me, he was training with uh, Laura. You know, him and Laura was sparring together. Yeah, because this guy, uh, um, Ronnie Shields, trains him. He trains Ronnie him Shields, first. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know, he, I, I didn't realize Ronnie Shields didn't train the other one. Apparently he had some type of fallout. Oh, but, wow. um, yeah, some fallout. But, uh, I think that um no and I, I'm almost positive I read in that same article that Laura would be headline he would be the main event. Wow. Well, I mean, he. Uh, I mean, I think. I mean, yeah, he he he's he's kind of deserving of it, but it's um I think this 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 card is interesting because I mean when you look at it all together, you ha- each one of these fights is for three of the titles in the division. You got um. Jamel Charlo and John Jackson. Now, like for those who don't know who John Jackson is, John Jackson is the son of Julian Jackson, um, the knockout artist. <laughs> Julian Jackson. That we said. I, I, was that mm-hmm. you that I sent you the picture that somebody put on with with Khan and, and and Julius Jackson? How how long the fight will last? <laughs> ah, yeah. I like yo man. <laughs> so um, that's for the WBC. Um, 
I guess for well the, for the vacant uh, WBC junior middleweight title, who ironically it was it was held by um, Mr. Or as Ryder Die would say, forty nine and zero, and um, and then it's uh, the fight after that, Jamal, Jamal Charlo against Austin Trout for the IBF title, and then wrapping it up with uh, the rematch of Ares Landy Lara and Venice March Orson mm-hmm. up to the WBA. Uh, middleweight or junior middleweight title. So three title fights one night, and you would think like at some point, all, well, with, with the exception of Charles and Lara fighting, yeah, yeah, it's a solid cards. So um, uh, did you did you want to go as far as uh, who, who you uh, got in each of the fights? Yeah, um, I, I, obviously, um, well, no, it's not obviously, but I'll start with the Charlo uh, fight and the trial fight. Charlo's a weird guy. I was just thinking about his career the other day. It's like is he this guy? You know, he, you know, he's been in some big time fights. You know, he's like I'm trying to figure out who I can compare. I don't want to say Ike Corte because Ike Corte actually won some of his fights, but maybe like an Oval Car type. He's like one of these guys. You know, he's been in big fights and you know he held his own in all of them. He beats Cotto, like, you know, um, and then some of that had to do with Cotto's not a he, – even though he fought at junior middleweight, he's not even really a true junior middleweight. And these guys, the Austin Trouts, the Lars, the Charlo brothers, the J-Rock, I, you know, I, you know, J-Rock is from here, and I stood next to him. He's a big right, junior right. middleweight. These are not little guys by no means. You know, even though Canalo fights at this made-up weight, they're way bigger than him. Like, these are big guys, you know, and – Child is a big guy. Um, I just think, you know, um, he's he's obviously being put in as a serve-up fighter in this particular instance. Um, it, it, it seemed like when, you know, he's put in the serve-up role, you know, the guy that's, the, that's being served always turns out better. Now, we still don't really know a lot about the Charlo brother. This is, a, this is probably the, the, a big step up in competition. Um, that being Austin Trout, you know, a seasoned guy, you know, he's talking real, real greasy, Trout, about, like, uh, he's not sold on them. He's, you know, basically said, you know, they're just basically, you know, good athletes, not really good uh, fundamentally sound boxers. So, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Charlo twin in this one. Um, I just think that, um, you know, um, it, I think that his style is a little bit, too overwhelming for Trout. And, you know, Trout was also had problems with Canalo. So, you know, I, that's why I'm going to go with Charlo. Uh, as far as the uh, main event, now what's, the other, what's the other card again? What's the one on the, the third one? Ex- excluding uh, Vane's and uh, Laura. Yo. Mike, check one, two, one, two. Yo, my bad, my bad. I added you on here. No, well then the the other fight is uh John Jackson and um and Jamel Charlo. And John Jackson right, like right, I'm right, saying. Because they're both for belts, right? Because yeah. Yeah, it, what, yeah, it's for the that one's for the WBC for the WB, Austin Charlo and Jamal is for the IBF. IBF. That's the one that Julian is in line for. Right. Right, right. right. I mean um J Rock, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, but Julie, yeah, that's the one that he's in line for. Um, uh, you know, I, I, as far as that fight that goes, again, I'm going 
Julian Jackson, son, I mean, he, you know, I mean, I, I hate to say that guys are living up their father's names, but if his name was Julius Morales and not Julian Jackson, you know, um, would even be in this position fighting for a title. You know, um, not saying he's not good, but you know, let's keep it. Let's keep it a hundred here. This is a namesake situation, and these sons of these guys. Uh, we we saw with Aaron Pryor's son, um, a couple other guys as of recently. And I'm not saying he's a bum, but I just think Charles, like, far as like pedigree wise, is like this. They're leaps and bounds apart. So I'm going with uh, the Charles twin. Now the veins and Laura fight. Um, I think Laura's on a mission. I really do. I think that he realizes that in order to get back in the fray, back in the mix, he needs a dominating performance. And I like the fact that he's headlining this. That means people will get a chance to, mm-hmm. that that never really got a chance to see him fight, see him fight, and realize this dude is a good fighter. Like I mean, he really all his losses are pretty much questionables, you know. So, you know, this is a big moment for him, though. You know, he has to show out on Saturday night if he wants to get back in the mix. You got to force hands, you know, the Triple G out there, especially with, and we'll get into that in a second, especially with guys needing opponents. And the only way you can make yourself relevant is by uh, giving people something to talk about, you know. So we'll 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 see how that go. But I'm going with all the favorites, you know. No no surprises. <clears throat> yeah, I like all the favorites. Uh, the one I'm interested in is the is the Charlo Trout fight because, right, Trout for some reason it's I mean like a lot of like probably had the best performance against Trout out of anybody, like, when you think of the guys that beat him. But uh, it's kind of like with the Charlos. I mean, we, we we have the eye test, but, again, this is kind of a situation where it's like, okay, you're fighting a guy who's been in there with Cotto, who's been in there with Canelo, right. who's been he's in there with Lara. <laughs> so he knows yeah, what he's dealing with. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean – I mean, to be working with Lara and to be working with Ronnie Shields and people of that caliber, I mean, like, they're getting really the lessons, trainer. but, I mean, we, it's got to be yeah. showing the ring, too, so. Right, right. I yeah. like <clears throat> I like all the favorites. The Jamel Charlo-John Jackson fight, now, I know a little bit about John Jackson. I mean, he's 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 fought guys like Andy Lee. Right. He's fought uh, Willie Nelson, not the country singer. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, and it's he. I mean, he does. Does he have enough power to hurt Charlo? I mean, he does. But again, it's like I think the the Charlos they 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 can be rangy guys. But I I would pick I would pick Jamel in that fight. I mean, so it's kind of crazy. You're crowning a WBC champion, and then obviously the IBF That's WBA. But see, that's what I was trying to say, and I, and you know, I, I gotta keep it. Like I'm like, what I've seen out of out of uh, out of uh, Jackson Jr. was I, John Jackson. I, I just, I'm like, he this guy is up for a title. Like, I mean, yeah. It, he's, he's so you know, it's just like it's a name. You know, boxing, all sports, they love the name. You know, Dad was a great fighter. You know, great puncher. I just don't see it, you know. I just think this is like a another one of these deals. We've seen it in the past, you know. I, brought, I just brought up Aaron Pryor's son, um, no, another yeah, yeah. guy, just as recently. They've been, 
um, Tommy Hearns, Ronald Hearns, Tommy Hearns' son. You know, um, it, it's genetics. It, it takes a little bit more than just genetics. That is true. That you know, is so. true. We'll see how it goes, man. But um, so <clears throat> so yeah, that's Showtime. I think at nine o'clock it starts. Um, they're gonna they're gonna. Start that it's card. A card. I mean, for fight fans that complain, you know, about <clears throat> this is a, a a card that, you know, um, the, the Charlo Bob next year around this time you'll you'll hear a lot about you know you should be hearing about them, you know, really in the mix of things. And fifty four is a good division, man. Like it's a yeah. shame that one particular guy decided to make up his own division because it's a really good division with a lot of good young talent down there. Well, that's a nice little segue into our next subject. (laughs) Oh, God. Be the best for last, huh? Um, Well, look, obviously this is, you know, we we obviously um, have our opinions of this situation, as does everybody, as it concerns the the future of this, um, what I think is a mega fight right now which is Canelo Alvarez versus uh, Triple G. You know, this is, um, without question, the the fight in boxing. The only that, fight that matters in boxing right now. Right. I mean, outside of, and maybe I won't say outside of, um, with, with, with Ward versus um, Kovalev being, I don't, I don't want to say a commercial uh a commercially successful uh, pay-per-view, or at least I don't think it's going to be as huge as what I think even right now Canelo and Golovkin can be. So, any case, you know, there's there's a lot of talk going around, and, and, and again, like, what we have to understand in, in, in today's world of uh, social media, uh, viral, um, you, you know, being on the Internet and, and, and things and such, uh, people are very, very, very in tune to what's going on, uh, more so than like 2008, 2009, when the whole Pacquiao-Mayweather era kind of started, you know, when when message boards started coming into play, YouTube started coming into play, uh, Twitter was just kind of starting, Instagram wasn't even around, um, Facebook wasn't really a, like as solid as MySpace was, uh, you know, I had a MySpace music page, you know. So I, I think through that time, the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, yeah, did end up leading up and it went through its hurdles. But the one thing, whether it was boxing fans, whether it was sports fans, or people who just, like, kind of got enamored by the whole situation that Pacquiao Mayweather was, the one constant was we can't let let this happen again as far as the weight. Right. right. You know what I mean? And, anticlimactic because when you wait, it becomes anticlimactic. Right. And, and I think this is a situation in, where, in boxing where um, a lot of wrongs can be unwritten in a way where the fans pay out and or get paid out, and and then and then for both guys, particularly one in, in Canelo Alvarez, this could be a situation where he could go through the stratosphere, right? Yeah. Over 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 a win, 
uh, over right. over a guy like this. So it, it's it's got the recipe for what maybe what my what my man was calling a David and Goliath type of fight. And and he was saying because he it's weird like I, I'd have to tell you like his theory on that fight and you might be like whoa but um, I think commercially this fight is a little underrated by what many or what by some are saying like the fight is not ready to happen now will in a couple of years will this fight be bigger now than it is I mean who's to say but I think in most cases. Um, with high risk comes high reward, you know, and I think this is the perfect situation. And I think Oscar De La Hoya, this could be his position as a promoter with you. Well, you got somebody like, like Al Heyman that is scooping all these guys up, potentially scooping up a fighter by the name of Mikey Garcia, you know, he's got to, he's got to really make a stamp, man. And if he really does this fight, I mean, wow, yeah, but I'm still on the fence because there's just things I'm seeing and reading, and obviously we can't really solidify and confirm things yet, but, I mean. <sighs> well, let, let me just say this, like, far as, like, the marinating part, though, because that was right, right. a big, big subject. So, in every sport now, everything's analytics now. You know, the whole the movie yeah. Moneyball with the guy that broke down the whole – analytics, you know, let's look at the numbers first before we look at the actual product. So apparently the reason why they're saying the whole let's let the fight marinate, analytically they think the fight could do better in a year or two, you know, which I think is hogwash, but whatever. That's what the, that's the propaganda that's being put out there that, you know, the numbers show that we wait a year or two, you know, we can make this a big-time event, you know, and not just, a regular paper to fight. Now, that being said, like you like you mentioned, like when you were first opened up the discussion about this, the thing you gotta be careful with letting fights marinate is that things can happen from here from now. You know, we all know that Kanawa Alvarez, uh, you know, he's if he's not put in a fight where he has a superior advantage, we've seen him look mediocre in fights. So you run the risk of, you know, of, of of having, you know, more and more doubt about him. So that puts the fight in risk from actually taking place. And if it do take place, you know, people are not going to buy in because they're like, you know what, this guy, man, he can't beat Triple G. So why am I even waste my money and buy it? You know, so you got to be careful with that and running that risk. Also, you what you got to be careful of, is that Triple G, he's not a younger guy. Not that he's old by any stretch of the imagination, but I just I just think right now, and we got to get back to this, we have to get back to making fights when both fighters in their, are in their respective primes. Or if one guy is coming into his prom, or one guy is, is at the peak of, you know, at the, uh, the mountaintop of his prom, you know. So I just think that we got to get back to that. You know, um, if we go back and look through history, these fights were being made while these guys were in their prom. You know, the fights I made later, they're anticlimactic. They don't live up to what they're supposed to live up to. You know, so I, I just think that it's it's now or never. I think what the WBC is doing is a joke and, a, and, and, and atrocious. Um, I know there was a report out there allegedly that 
you know, they were going to let this fight marinate, and then they said that, then they kind of backtrack off of that and said, you know, we never said that. Is that true? Well, they were basically saying, like, there, there's different sources uh, saying that, um, you know, that, that the fight's going to marinate, that they, they're, they're petitioning for, the, for the, the, there to be, like, two fights, and then they fight, which I've never heard of. I mean, I mean, inform me if I haven't been schooled, but uh, I, I know that there's a fight leading into a fight, but I've never heard of two or three fights. And then, I mean, yeah, look at Kovalov and Ward is a prime example of that. You know, they both were allowed to have, even though they have a contract in place, but they still were. They're going to fight once before the fight happens. You know, material. Right. I never heard of two or three fights. That makes no sense. That's too risky. Right. I mean, because who they got Canelo Alvarez at the same time is, is he's the type. He's a pay per view fighter. You know, right. so who are you gonna? Um, and, and again, the, the and the thing is, and the thing with the whole 155 is, is is that he created that weight class because it's the smallest weight class out of 154 pounds that he could call up anybody from 140 up to fight him. Hence right. May 7th. So the the thing about it now is, is that they're throwing the names like Curtis Stevens and David Lemieux in there because it's they're realizing that they. They, they need to fight middleweights. They, he, he, Canelo was fighting welterweights um, three, four years ago as a right. junior middleweight. He's still so fighting it, welterweights, right. Right. So, or smaller so, junior middleweights, one or right. the other, right. So I, I think now, I, I think there's pressure on, on Golden Boys. And, and look, we got to remember this too. Go, Oscar doesn't have like a stock of guys that he no. can ride around and say, "Hey, you know what?" That's all he has is Canelo. To be quite honest right. with you, that's like, all hard. he has. Yeah. That is all he has. And then, and then, um, who, 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 who has uh, Chocolatito? Is it Golden Boy too? Yeah, he's a golden. He, yeah, but yeah, he's but he's not. Right, a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what is he going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like so, you're not, so you're not going to have aunt, you're not going to have your aunts and uncles come over to watch. This. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, it's it's an interesting situation though because with Golovkin, I mean, he's yeah. the type of guy. I mean, he doesn't have the aura that Canelo has, like for Mexico, because but he, it's just but he Mexico like is such a rich. I'm so, I'm sorry. No, I was saying he looks like a machine. You know, everybody knows he's yeah. kind of a knockout artist. People are going to buy in. <laughs> they just are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, his personality, too, like, just kind of like, it, it's, 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 good boy. it's, like, indirectly quirky, but, like, funny. <laughs> so funny. You know, but, <laughs> but, but, right, but I told you about the story about the parent running on the court, right? It's yeah. Like, so he's just. They're funny as hell. Really nice people. <laughs> it's just like yo, remember, yeah, I know you were thinking like yo, because yeah. <laughs> we all. I didn't want to stereotype. He reminded me of like a fighter, you know, like his man. I just kept thinking of like a post-fight interview, and this is for the people out there, like my son plays basketball and his family from Croatia. So the dad runs on in the middle of the court. His mannerisms are like triple G. He's like world big. He's like he's like six two, but he's like a size small, uh, like uh, soccer jersey on. <laughs> These big sneaks. It was just like funny. He runs on in the, in the middle of the game to give his son a water bottle. It was just hilarious. Yeah, yeah that's, that's hilarious. But yeah, that's Triple G. He's like you said, his quirky. I've noticed because I'm seriously, and I know people are think I'm crazy about this. I think the fight does as close 
if not a million pay-per-view buys, but close to it. I'm telling you, man, I just think that it would do good numbers because it's a 50-50 fight for a lot of people. I think, honestly, hmm, I was I was talking with somebody today, like, um, he didn't think so. I was kind of 50-50, too, if it hit a million. I kind of think it would hit a million. Only because see, they a, really promoted it right. ESPN and think about if they did the way. fight, if they did, because look, they've been, both Golovkin and De La Hoya have visited Jerry Jones. Right. And this whole talk about having to fight at AT&T. And that's the name of the stadium, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so imagine that fight, like 75, 80, you telling me that wouldn't sell out? If that fight was announced for like December right. 8th, whenever that Saturday night is, you know, they closed the dome. I'm telling you, man, I agree with you. I think that, I think the worry here is that when we do this, because this may be like a cash out type of situation where let's make sure we get everything we can get out of it if one of those happens. I'm serious. I think that listen, Taylor Lee's not crazy. You know, people can have their I know, opinion right, about right. <laughs> you know, he's he been down that. this road. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been here. He knows. He knows. Like he knows that this is serious. This this isn't him fighting Jose Luis uh, Osito Lopez. You know, or Amir Khan. You know, this is the real deal. You know, this is a hard hitting guy, and the mistakes that Canelo makes, which he makes a lot of them, he will pay for them. You know, and then that, that's the bottom line. There's people out there, I don't know if you talk to these people, that actually think Canal will Canal box. I don't know what they're watching or why they why they think this, but they think that Canal will Canal box Triple G. I think because... Can you talk to any of those kind of people? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's, I mean, I have some, I got some friends in L.A. that are like Canelo fans and, and, and okay. you, know, they'll, they'll, you know, but I think... For the most part, what it is is that, and, and again, like, I agree that, like, somebody like Ward would give Golovkin a lot of trouble, <laughs> right? Exactly. right? Like, I mean, but, but think about, but, but like, I, I, like, I forgot what interview it was, and I forgot who said it. Like, they said it best. They're like, look, you're, you know, Ward would be a favorite over Golovkin because, number one, he's bigger He's a better boxer. He's got quicker feet. He's got better footwork. He's just all like all the bases you need to be to like have that major edge over a fighter. Like Ward just has it. He just does. And they they say the same like I would suppose with Canelo fighting Triple G. But the difference is is right. Canelo <laughs> has a freaking middleweight title and he's in the division. Right. And, and, he's a, and he's a real middleweight. And, and let's let's get something clear. Listen, Canelo, I, I think he's I think he's a better boxer than he was when he first started. He, he has improved. He's of gotten course. better. The shame of it is, is that it's against guys that he's physical. He has physical advantage advantages right. over. So we don't really have a, a good enough of, of a of a sample. Here's the problem: if he fights with that, I want people to understand and be, and I want to be very clear about this. This is a guy that will make you go backwards. The bigger guy, that's just the way boxing works. It's just basic mathematics. Bigger people push little people backwards. Triple G would be the bigger guy in the fight. He does a good job of, of, of cutting off the real estate. 
backing his making his opponent go backwards. If you're not a guy like a Andre Ward or Bernard Hopkins in his prom, where you know how to fight going backwards and lateral move, right? You're going to you're going to uh, you're going to have a very short night. And here's why: there's very few fighters. We brought up Julian Jackson earlier. We talked about the Trinidad's. There's only been a handful of guys in the history of boxing that's been able to put you down with both hands. Most fight, most punch, a lot of punchers, they may have a vicious left hook or a right hook. This guy can drop you with either hand. Like, it's not one good hand. It's either. You never hear about a triple G fight. Oh, you, ever, you see his right hand. It's, it's, he's got left, right, left, right. So the little mistakes that Canalo makes when he's going backwards, you know, um, even when he comes forward sometimes, mm-hmm. triple G is the type of guy – you have to, and I know people could probably like, probably think we're overrating him. But listen, you gotta call a spade a spade. The guy is is a, is a killer for guys that make mistakes. You know, he, you saw what happened with Lemieux, and Lemieux. I'm not saying he's, you know, all that, but he's a pretty decent fighter. You just saw him put somebody down and and on a fight on a Canelo undercard. And you see what Triple G did to him. You know, he just walked him right down. Even him. A middleweight, he looked like a junior middleweight. Remember how we talked about the size parity, how big right. Triple G looked against? And Lemieux, you agree, is bigger than Canelo, right? Like, he, or yeah. about the same size. Well, they're about the same, yeah. They're about the same size, right? Yeah. Yeah. But how much bigger did Triple G look? And how about how he was just able to, you just slice the ring in half. So that's why yeah. I, 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 I kind of, you know, my eyebrows raise a little bit when I hear people say that, He's going to outbox Canal. I mean, uh, Triple G. I'm like, like he's good. Good point. Like this is not Andre Ward. He don't. He doesn't clinch and spin and turn guys. You know, you know he's not setting traps with his feet. You know, so I, I, I you know, I don't see it. So the, I don't know, the man. Thing is, the, th- the thing with the thing with Golovkin is, is that he does like there's there's a guy on YouTube that does like he does these film studies and he did like three of them. And you can you can search him. Just type Golovkin film study, and and I've seen and I've gone back to some of his other fights, and what people gotta remember about Golovkin and we, and how it relates to Canelo in this fight is his amateur experience took him a long way as far yeah. as how he transcended into being a pro. Because there's guys, and I think Lara sometimes and Rigandal sometimes fall into this trap where they get too disciplined as what they were as amateurs. They do right, that from right. time to time. Yeah. And right. I think for Laura, because I, I know you think he beat Canelo, right. but in a way, like, I think that lost him points as far as, like, the fight in what I think could have been a wider margin. Because what, 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 what Golovkin has, though, that I think is, like, you mentioned it before, is the X Factor is he's got two lethal weapons, a left and a right hand. <laughs> People don't realize how serious that is of an advantage. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, too, man. Like, he's not a guy that is just swinging for the fences like right. Ricardo no, Mayorga yeah, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, 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 that's the, and that's what yeah. I think in the Canelo fight. You'll see, to me... I think it would be like Canelo would get shots off, right? Like, I mean, it wouldn't be like a virtuoso, but you'll see there's a gap in skill level. 
and like experience and fighting different styles. And not only that, but Canelo or Golovkin is used to fighting middleweights. <laughs> you know, right. he's and that's what Martin I'm Murray about is him. a big guy. You know, like right. all these guys right. are big guys. Yeah. You know, right. and Canelo right. is girth size. He's big, but no, he won't no, for the first time will have yeah. that advantage, man. So right. it's like. He will be con in that fight. I'm telling people, it will be just like the con fight. I think he'll get shots off. He'll look fluid early. You know, that's just how those fights normally go. But, you know, the once the will get imposed, you know, you and I, we've been watching this sport a long time. And when these guys are fighting bigger guys, especially guys that are punchers, it's only a matter of time before the tree gets chopped down. And I just, it's just kind of comical to me that people equate Canelo with, like, something Ward can do. And, I, you know, I always talk to Ryder Dahl about this, about Triple G. He says, he asked me, he said, well, who did Triple G fight? And I say, well, it's not so much who he didn't fight. It's just that, you know, what he does when he gets in the ring. You know, you can only fight who's available. And it's not his fault that it, at the middleweight division, there's no Andre Ward or Bernard Hawkins floating around right. anymore. It's just not. I mean, Listen, we we talked we we talked about the grassroots level of the sport and how, you know, fighters. You know, you got a lot of athletes putting on boxing gloves now. You know, you know, and and you got you got you got uh, football dads that are uh, boxing coaches now. You know, you don't have those those kind of trainers around no more teaching these guys technique and things like that. So it is what it is, and you know, unless there's a guy out there that has a war-like background or pedigree, nobody's beating this guy. I'm telling you, nobody's beating Triple J. You know, now if he moves up the weight to fight some of these other bigger guys, that's another story. But right now, Canelo calls himself a middleweight. And I I agree with that matchup video. I don't know if it was you that added me on that or whoever, but the matchup video that people had out there, like, if you're a middleweight, fight that middleweight. It's just that simple. Fight that middleweight, man. It's, it's, it's that simple. We didn't, hey, listen, we didn't make this up. You know, we're not picking on Canelo. He calls himself a middleweight. The middleweight, the middleweight limit, I mean, the bare minimum, it should be 160. That's the weight for middleweight, even though you can come in underneath technically. But the middleweight, if you, every great middleweight champion was 160 pounds. You know, so, you know, we'll we'll see what happens, but don't hold your breath, people. And don't expect the WBC to do anything uh, yep. uh, uh, as far as uh, being uh, a disciplinarian. Don't expect they it because it's not happening. If they extend this fight, I'll, they're going to need David Blaine up in there to, like, work some magic out because, <laughs> you know, it's just – I just, like I, like I said, man, like, I don't I think, think he's going to fight a Lemieux, to be honest with you. I even think that's a little risky. Curry Stevenson was a bit more realistic. Because the the only op, the only other thing now, I mean, if the fight doesn't happen, and again, I'm I'm still seventy thirty. <laughs> that it not? I'm happening. about ninety five five. That's where I'm. I'm with Teddy Atlas, man. I just <laughs> oh, yo, I saw the know, interview. Oscar, like, excuse me, for Oscar's full of shit. Like, I mean, come on. Like every time I see him talk about this fight. He's so dismissive about it. Like, it's just the arrogance of this whole thing is just like how dismissive. Oh, we got plenty of time. We'll just let the fight marinate. You know, it's no rush for that fight right now. 
But you and the guys, you know, Saturday night, two weeks ago, come on, Mexicans, we don't F around and, you know, and all this. You know, now it's time to put up a shut-up, so. Yeah, yeah. So Galapagos was in the ring shaking his hands. But if I'm people, you know, you know I've been very adamant about this. Don't let them, don't, don't let them, don't let them screw you. Yeah. Don't let them screw you, you know. We've seen it happen. Guys wait around thinking they're going to get something, and it never happens. You know, so that's the one the alternative. that we had, to be honest with you. I mean, the alternative for Golovkin, they're saying, would be um, um, the fight with Danny Jacobs that would crown, like, the, the uh, you know, official WBA champion because, you know, he's the regular champion. The w- and, like, the WBA is trying to, like, kind of crown their real one single champion because they even right. saw you – you, you, po- you posted on the, on, the, on the the chat as far as uh, Rigondeaux. They stripped him of the two titles, but the WBA granted him the full right. WBA championships. Mm-hmm. Hell, man! Like, <laughs> well, and that's why it's I, like so hard for me to explain this to like other people. No, you can't. I mean, that's why we talk amongst each other because you're trying to explain it to somebody else. They think it's like, like why? Somebody would be like, "Why would you follow something like this?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like when you think about it, like that pain and agony we go through, and agony that that all of us encounter for this sport. It's just like sometimes it's just like it's. it's it's not fun. It's confusing, and it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just hard being a boxing fan sometimes, man. man. Like we want, you know, all we want to see is, and we understand the business. Like we all get the business aspect of the sport. Like, you know, nobody's like saying like we 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 don't understand like fights need to you know materialize, take place, and, and before they take place. But it's just like, damn, like how long, much long we got to wait? And it's like. For a guy like Triple G, like, I can't stress this enough, you know, it may be time for his team to get a little creative and figure something else out. And, um, you know, who, who or what that may be, I have no idea. But, um, you know, it's just like how much longer are you going to wait? You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you this out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Who would you favor right now if they were to him and and the Gale and, and or Jack fought? Golovkin, who would you favor? I got him beat. You know, I don't like Bobby Jack a little bit. I think he's just right on. Miguel. See, the one thing that worries me, I don't know if you remember. I mean, I I know you remember because it wasn't that long ago. But remember when Kelly Pavlik moved up from 160 to 168? Now, granted, he had a lot of other stuff going on with the DUIs and all that stuff. But I just remember how his power didn't carry up there. I'm trying to think of some fighters that helped me jog my, jog my memory, like that move from 60 to 68 that was punchers and was able to carry their power up there. See, I don't really consider, like, Roy and those guys punchers, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're more like... Like, like punchers, right. Right, you know what I mean? Like, they're more accurate punchers. I'm talking about, like, knockout guys that knock guys out, you know? So I was just I was just wondering about that. I've been thinking about that a while. Like, I mean, if you're going to make a move to 60, this kind of probably be the time to do it. There's no ward up there, you know. There's no Joe Kalzakis of the world. You got a bunch of kind of regular guys up there. There's nobody up there that he would be like a huge – matter of fact, I mean, he might even be a favorite against some of these guys. Like, yeah, it's – I just – I saw how DeGale fought 
both of them, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, like, and, and like I hit, I told Ryder to die this. I'm like, yo, I, I honestly think he knocks both of them out. Right. But see, that's why that, I understand what they're doing. Like he, to fight a fight with Canalo, he would have to fight three of them guys to get what he would get in one night to fight Alvarez. Of course. So right. it's, it's, it's the money. Yeah. Right. It's the money. That's what they're, you know, that's what everybody wants, the money. But it comes to a point in time, it's just like you're sacrificing your career. Yeah. And this way he can make a weight he's comfortable at and beat up on some guys. And then the DeGale fight, you kind of want him to keep winning because one thing about the U.K., as we all know, you know, they're a good ticket. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony right. Joshua, no, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, I think yeah. with that, that if, if, if I would say that if the DeGale – My bad. Yeah, the, the, the Gale fight um, came off, and let's say we're, we're the Gale and Jack happens, and the Gale wins. I think Devin Swell will beat Jack, and then you will fight. Yeah, the I think so too. Yeah, right. I think commercially that would be like the best next option if by then the Canelo fight hasn't happened. Right, right. Because right. that was that would Wembley that would sell out. Isn't it amazing over there? Like, I got some, some friends from over in the U.K., and, like, Boston is, like, how the NBA is here or, like, football or something. Like, they really get behind that sport over there. Yeah. It's not like here. You know, like, we have well, fans and like where, it, You know how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Cotto fights in New York. I mean, it's just, like, it's just, it's just different, man. It's like, you know, we got so many other things going on here. Like, the four major sports, it's just. You know, yeah, take playoffs. Everything. Right. Yeah, so, but, um, but that's all, man. So, next time, anything else? Yeah, so. We'll be parting. I mean, yeah, I mean, we just got the, the three big fights uh, this weekend. And then, um, you know, next weekend we'll uh, begin close to June, man. And then June comes around, we got that. Thurman Porter, we've been waiting for. <laughs> yo, guess what I was about, yo, guess what I was about to say. Oh, I may be heading up here to that too. By the way, I was about to say, yo, who's fighting in June? <laughs> no. <laughs> yo, do you real? You do realize though that that fight is like a, a, a. That's like a dom. That's the domino right there. That it is to me. I think so. Yeah. Right. Right. Isn't that like kind of? Yeah. It could. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it kind of sets things in motion as far as like the. the Kind of like the plans. I mean, because look, Danny's out there. Khan, look, Khan's out there. Who knows what, what, what yeah, he's going to do. That's crazy, but it is what Yeah. Is. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Like, Don't you feel like, like you feel like they're just the like throwing him, throwing him out there like. Yeah, <laughs> like something just don't sound right to me. A guy coming off a knockout and he's a number one kid. Like how? And I mean, like that's, I mean, that, that goes to show you that Khan was just used in that whole. I mean, I'm not going to say used because he made $13 million. Dollars. I, I would love to leave for 13 million. But you understand what I'm saying. He was just like a coin in this whole situation. I mean, I, he, he knew that going in. But, you know, you just look at some of this stuff like, I mean, like, who the hell, like, it's like they're living in their own world. Yo, if I see yeah, this bar, man, if I see this Kevin Hart <laughs> rock commercial one more time. Oh, <laughs> man. Yo, man. I saw the trailer that for that I when see. I went to, you saw went to go see Captain America. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, we yeah. Captain America, I saw the trailer for it. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, like every movie I've been in, it's like this movie shows up, man. 
All right, man. Well, that's our show, man. Guard your girl boxing. We'll be here next Tuesday night, 930. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a big middleweight fight to talk about. Doubt it. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to the 10-day cutoff, the WBC? Was it today or 30-day? I can't remember. A couple days coming up. There was like a 15-day cutoff. They had to decide before it was a person. Yeah, that's what they all say. Yeah. All right, man. That's our show, man. I'm Coltrane. He's Roberto. We'll see y'all next Tuesday night, man. Peace. Thanks.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.